Welcome to today's episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. I'm Sarah Avery of Sarah Avery Legal Practice. This is going to be a short and sweet episode. It's inspired by a criminal law sentence that I had in court today, and I'll be talking to you about the purposes of sentencing. I'm so fortunate to be able to record this podcast on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal people, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. When someone commits a crime and they plead guilty or they're found guilty, inevitably they're going to be sentenced for it. But have you ever thought about what the purposes are behind sentencing in criminal law matters? Some things probably spring to mind really quickly for you. You might be thinking that sentences are there to punish offenders. You might be thinking that rehabilitation should be given a really solid go by the court. Well, I'm going to be using the Crimes Sentencing Act from the Australian Capital Territory to give you an example of how the law treats the purposes of sentencing. In the modern Australian legal system, and by that I mean the legal system that got imported from England, because that's all I'm really qualified to talk about without some significant research for today's episode, in that legal system, we have what's called common law, also known as case law, and that's the law developed over time by the courts with a level of consistency about how things should be done. So we used to have, and we still have, a lot of common law about sentencing, and what that meant was it was written down in law reports, but it wasn't law that was developed by a parliament. But over time, the legislature, our elected bodies, our parliaments, have seen fit to exercise more and more control about sentencing and other things, of course. Um, and so what they've tried to do is set down in a bit of a code, also known as a law or statute, sentencing principles. And now we have a bit of a mix of both common law and legislation governing how courts engage in their sentencing process. So I would like to talk to you and just using the Australian Capital Territory as an example about the purposes of sentencing so that you can understand where the legislature is coming from when setting the parameters that judges and magistrates have to use when they sentence someone. Now, of course, as I've said, this is limited to the ACT, but there are really similar considerations at play all around Australia. So without further ado, let's go. If you can hear some random scratching in the background, please rest assured that's one of my cats carrying on unstoppably. Nothing sinister is happening during the recording of this podcast. I promised that I'd talk to you about the Crimes Sentencing Act from the Australian Capital Territory. So Section 7 of that Act really clearly sets out the purposes of sentencing. It says, A court may impose a sentence on an offender for one or more of the following purposes. A. To ensure that the offender is adequately punished for the offence in a way that is just and appropriate. So if you were thinking punishment, ding, 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 there it is. B. To prevent crime by deterring the offender and other people from committing the same or similar offences. Now let me tell you a little more about that. When it talks about deterring the offender and other people, one way that lawyers refer to that in court 
is specific deterrence, that's deterring that specific offender, and general deterrence, that's deterring other people. C, to protect the community from the offender. So it's not just about punishment. It might be that the person who has committed the offence um, is a danger to the community, whether that's in a really obvious way or perhaps in a more subtle way. You might be thinking psychopaths, whereas I'm thinking dangerous driver. D, to promote the rehabilitation of the offender. That's a really important issue because society is starting to change and people are now looking at one another with more compassion and understanding. And even if people take a pragmatic view rather than a caring view, it's starting to be seen that rehabilitation could be more important for community safety and stopping reoffending than many of the other reasons why we might punish someone. So perhaps it's more pragmatic to contribute to someone's rehabilitation rather than to punish them. E, to make the offender accountable for his or her actions. So it is still seen as an important purpose for sentencing to ensure that there is accountability. F, to denounce the conduct of the offender. What that means is to say that it was wrong, to show that it was wrong, to indicate to the community that the behaviour was wrong. And G, to recognise the harm done to the victim of the crime and the community. Because crimes obviously have a specific victim much of the time, Sometimes they don't and the community at large is the person or the group of people who suffers. So, for example, obviously with an assault, there's a clear victim. But with something like perhaps Centrelink fraud, where what is being taken is being taken by the gov- uh, from the government, I, I think that might have been a Freudian slip there. Um, I probably have robo-debt on my mind. In Centrelink fraud cases, you would say that the community at large is the victim of crime because the resources available to the community at large are decreased due to the fraud. There's a section two. It says to remove any doubt, nothing about the order in which the purposes appear in subsection one implies that any purpose must be given greater weight than any other purpose. Now, things change when you talk about young offenders. There are different priorities. But for adult offenders, the purposes of sentencing are in no particular order. So again, for those playing along at home, there are a number of purposes of sentencing. And those are to ensure the offender is adequately punished in a way that's just and appropriate to prevent crime by deterring the offender and other people from committing the crime or similar offences, to protect the community from the offender, to promote the rehabilitation of the offender, to make the offender accountable for his or her actions, to denounce the conduct of the offender, to recognise the harm done to the victim of the crime and the community. And as I said, those are in no particular order. None of those must be given any greater weight 
than any other purpose of sentencing, but there are special rules that apply in relation to young offenders, so let's talk about them briefly. So the Crime Sentencing Act talks about young offenders specifically. Chapter 8A deals with sentencing young offenders, and Section 133A says the purpose of that chapter is to set set out particular provisions that apply to the sentencing of young offenders. And a young offender is a person who's been convicted or found guilty of an offence by a court and they were under 18 years when the offence was committed. So the purposes of, of sentencing for young offenders are different. Section 133 of the Act sets it out. In sentencing a young offender, a court must consider the purpose of promoting the rehabilitation of the young offender, and they may give more weight to that purpose um, than the court gives to any of the other purposes set out in Section 7. The court also must have particular regard to the common law principle of individualised justice. It's obviously true that individualised justice needs to apply to every offender, So it's quite interesting that the legislature has spelled this out so distinctly in section 133C2. There are further relevant considerations that the court can look at. And when I say can, I mean must. They must consider the following matters. This is in 100 section 133D. In deciding how a young offender should be sentenced, if at all for an offence, a court must consider the following matters. A, the young offender's culpability for the offence, having regard to his or her maturity. B, the young offender's state of development. C, the past and present family circumstances of the young offender. And that applies in addition to relevant considerations for sentencing that are set out in section 33 of the Act. Those I haven't talked about. I'm probably not going to talk about them today because they go a bit beyond the actual purposes of sentencing. So there you go. The general gist of what I've said about young offenders is that the legislature, our parliament in the ACT, is very keen to make sure that the promotion of rehabilitation of young offenders is given more weight. The court is permitted to give that more weight than it gives any other purpose set out in section 7 and they must consider the purpose of promoting rehabilitation. It's not an option, they have to consider it and they can give it more weight than anything else. So that reflects partly the view that young people haven't developed the thinking skills available uh, to make smart decisions about matters, including whether or not to offend. Um, It also looks at the degree of mercy that is often seen appropriate to give to children and young people. And in addition, some of the thinking is that it's easier for someone to be rehabilitated and turned onto a good path while they're younger um, rather than punishing them harshly, involving them in the criminal justice system and perhaps establishing criminal behaviours rather than turning things around. So there you have it, a very short and sweet introduction to the purposes of sentencing using law from the Australian Capital Territory as a bit of a case study. I hope you found that interesting. I would love you to have a think about what you think the purposes of sentencing should be and whether 
the different purposes set out in the ACT legislation cover all the bases that you think are important. Because after all, our parliaments are elected by you and you get to influence what goes on. So if you think that these sentencing principles are good, that's excellent. If you think they're missing something, I'd ask you to consider writing to a member of parliament to tell them what you think. Your voice is important and the rule of law is legitimate because it's something that we all agree to. If the law doesn't represent us and our values, then it comes under threat. So it's really important for us all to reflect on these things and to make sure that what is going on in the law is acceptable to society at large. I personally can't think of any different purposes of sentencing that can be covered um, or should be covered, but you've got to remember I've been practicing law for 13 plus years and before that I spent about five years at law school, so I'm somewhat indoctrinated in the current system. It might be that your fresh mind, fresh set of eyes and ears and fresh way of thinking is exactly what we need. So have a think about it. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. As always, because my identity does not change, I'm Sarah Avery of Sarah Avery Legal Practice. Toodaloo.